0: Welcome to season three of Voices of Value, where Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos continue their conversations with high achieving guests who share their personal stories and more importantly, the lessons they've learned from their journey. Whether it's Olympians sharing the roadmap that took them to a gold medal, professional sports people taking you inside their mindset, business leaders revealing their success strategies, or everyday people sharing life hacks, you can be sure you'll find value simply by joining the discussion with your hosts, Peter and Rick
1: Thank you John Deeks for a great introduction into season 3 Rick Rushton here with my good friend Peter Kakos, Voices of Value the third season, Pete welcome back It's an absolute thrill
2: to be back Rick, it's, uh, it's been a little hiatus but we are back and raring to go, season 3 who would have thought
1: i know uh, you and i both didn't that's why we only went with the six-month plan didn't we but uh who would have thought 60 plus episodes in the can and you know when i really started to think about what we've achieved over this last sort of uh two-year period since we've been you know doing the very first ones of these that you know we've always tried to find voices of value and i think the interviews we've got lined up ready to go in season three are really most importantly relevant for the moment that we're in right now and People that are really committed to just sharing some strategies and some things that we can be doing to deal with the current challenges of life in 2020 as we balance out this year and head into the new year of 2021 but i uh, don't want to give too much away about who we've got coming up because it's an important sort of episode today just to talk about what we're seeing out there what we're observing how we're surviving and thriving in these challenging times. And uh, I know you like me have uh, been delaying this sort of comeback because we were hoping we could be together (laughs) in the same place. But yeah, obviously things always work out best for those that make the best of how things work out. So we've used technology, we've got the platform of Zoom and we will be interviewing people on this platform until we can be told. Otherwise, for those listening outside of Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, we've been in a six week lockdown. We're now into our seventh week of that. And hopefully we can come out a little bit ahead of schedule so it's meant that like battery hens we're locked away at about eight o'clock at night now nine o'clock at night we've been given an extra hour and we're not allowed out of our houses until just after 5am and you can only go outside for one of three or four permitted reasons but uh, what we've been able to do though pete is still connect communicate help people through and by helping others get through we get through by default so that's what i love about this particular podcast so mate um, thanks again for sharing the microphone and the stories and more importantly lining up some people for Voices of Value season three.
2: Yeah we've got a uh, a great lineup ahead of us as we uh, always promise our listeners and viewers that um, that, that's our commitment but today Rick you know I think it'd be great to have a look at you know who would have thought you know, seven or eight months ago, we'd be um, having these sorts of conversations. And I know through COVID-1 and our conversations there and what we were saying to our teams and what we were sharing, what we were observing, we thought, well, okay, we can get through this. It's gonna be a few months and then away we go. And then, um, and we sort of briefly got out of it. I can't even remember what that was like actually to get out of it. And then all of a sudden um, we are literally not allowed out of our houses for more than an hour. That's either to go to exercise or to shop. So if you, spend, if you spend too much time sort of thinking about this um, and, and being alone by your thoughts, it can be, um, you know, it can have really detrimental effects on your health and well-being. So um, we thought it was a perfect time right now to sort of bounce back because I got to say, there's a bit of spring in the step. Um, and as we look outside, there's a bit of spring in the air. There's some sunshine and so forth. And isn't it amazing when you get some sunshine on your skin? And for Melbournians, you know we know how cold winter is, but when you add that to being sort of locked up and cold, it's um, hasn't been um, hasn't been really pleasant. So look, there's been some incredible observations, though, hasn't there? And I mean, if we go back, I'm just hoping that one day we really will laugh about this. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, but you've got to sort of bring some some lighthearted sort of um, discussions to it. You know, my commitment. To my team over this um, over this six weeks, which is now seven weeks, which could blow out to be sort of 9, 10, 11, 12 weeks. Who knows? But every single morning we get on at nine fifteen and and have a conversation. And reality is, we don't know where that conversation is going to go. And it's just a commitment. We're there if you want to talk about anything. You know, it, it could be real estate matters or it could be anything life or what's in. It anything to sort of to discuss. And that's been really cool just to sort of check in and just sort of bounce around ideas, what people are up to um, even a dream a little bit. The other day we thought, you know, if you're on an Island right now, what would be your drink of choice uh, if you were sitting by <laughs> the pool? So get your mind away from it, but, but getting back to sort of reality and it's going to be interesting when we look back on these times and, I've got to say, let's look at some of the words, Rick, that have been, um, that, that we've heard that have really come to the, the forefront during this time. Unprecedented. How many times do you think you've heard the word unprecedented? Pivot. There's another one. What about pivot? Yeah, we've heard pivot. Adapt. Um, hey, let's Zoom. You know, let's 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 Google Hangout. Um, you know, how many times have you heard it's business as usual in an unusual way? Um, and, and, and these were all, these are all really cool things. I don't, I don't say them you know to make fun of them but it's just that you just we've just heard them so often now they've just become part of our vernacular slingshot you know when this all gets out when we get released you know we're slingshot out of this um how about these ones um have you, you know no doubt we've all been a little zoomed out but hey you're on mute you know i can hear you're on mute or or hang on I might just share my screen out can you see my screen <laughs>
1: these are, um, these are, sort are of you those. the hope do, do you need to make me the host so i can share my screen and uh you yeah, know that sort of fun stuff no you're absolutely spot on and i think it's beyond the cliches now i think we've got some real sort of understandings about not just what's got us through this but what's actually helped us thrive through it to a degree because you know i think my energy level has gone from empty to full on and all parts in between and some days it's like meh you know i just don't want to go through it again and then there's other days where i really do find that the energy's up and and i I can give the best of me and i think that some of the lessons that we've learned through this pete about sort of you know and and from guests we've had on our show i mean i always think of the paul mcgee wake up with what am i grateful for f-o-u-r just think of four things you're grateful for which presets your mind to get going in a positive mindset as opposed to another day in lockdown and what i don't have anymore so yeah be happy with what you've got while you search for what you want and i think you summed it up beautifully in that intro pete where you know, when those first restrictions come in, we thought, how bad is this and how challenging is this? Well, that's like, we we'd crave for that now. <laughs> we crave to be able just to have those stage three, you know, sort of restrictions as opposed to what we are now with state of emergency and in lockdown. So I think you're right in relation to the cliches and the terminology and the phraseology, you know, Zoom's come into the vernacular like anything. And, you know, um, it's really something that is part of most people's professional lives at the moment because we are, sort of restricted from what we can travel even in those states and territories that are listening to this that where you haven't had any real COVID sort of uh, numbers for any you know great considerable period of time but we are still in lockdown in the sense Mm. that borders are locked and you know you don't have that sort of free transient travel and things of that nature goodness knows how long it'll be before we get international travel back again so I know you and I are very keen on not just you know offering up a few cliches that someone could have got off, uh, you know, inspirational quotes off Google. We want to give some real strategies on what people can be doing. And that's part of what we want to bring to the microphone and to the vision on YouTube this season. And also more importantly, through the guests that we bring on, which is important. So what are some of the things that you've sort of found have really held you in good stead? I just share one there about waking up with that, you know, what am I grateful for thinking of four things that I'm really grateful for, which pre frames my mindset for the day. What are some of the things that you're doing, Pete, that you're finding you're having really, good either traction for you or your team or cut through from the mundane of bloody it's almost like Groundhog Day rinse repeat here we go again in lockdown what do you what are you finding
2: I think there's a host of things Rick I don't think there's any any sort of magic dust that gets sprinkled over a conversation of any day that's going to massively change things it's interesting you know we, we spend as humans we spend a lot of times in our heads and I think that's been in our mental state um, and the way we the way we sort of view things is um, is really important. Um, Wayne Dyer said you know when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change and it 's just been a wonderful time for reflection, um, so I with my team often look at how we view things. Um, reflecting on on the way we do things let's have a look at the interactions now that have that have been changed in the way we go about our business i mean it's all you know how we serve customers now and our messaging you know has we've had to develop this really deep innate empathy with our our clients and if you if you didn't already have that then you need to learn that really quickly in terms of how to empathize in such a way and take the salesiness away from it all so looking at really how we serve our customers. I mean, look at the way now that um, when, when we interact with, say, an Amazon or a, um, or, or a Catch or, or whatever it is, if you're doing online shopping and so forth, and the key word is click and collect, um, touch-free service, curbside pickup, you know, all these sorts of things here. And in real estate, you know, we can't necessarily do the old curbside pickup and, um, and click and collect, but what we can do is a lot of stuff by way of virtual virtual appraisals and things like that so in our business we've, we've sort of looked at that but we've gone a bit beyond that um, in terms of just this whole business sense I think in times of lockdown people have moved away from business and more towards personal and that personal touch and as I said that empathy and really sort of understanding the different stories that um, that people have in their lives and you know we, we can remain as upbeat as, as we possibly can and you know, in this time, I have found it really comforting, you know, around the kids and around, you know, a beautiful wife and, and a lovely home. And talking to one of my team members the other day, she said, um, I've really fallen in love with my home, you know. And, um, and then someone said to me, is that like a Stockholm syndrome? Um,
1: <laughs> but, um,
2: but the reality is, is, you know, I, I look at that and I, and I smile and, and, and it makes me sort of feel good because I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat. But then, for everyone that's fallen in love with their home, there's going to be a lot of people that've fallen out of love with their home. Um, there is a lot of a lot of people in, in this in this times that have fallen out of love with their partner and spending twenty four seven with their partner. So, there's been some really, really difficult um, and and challenging sort of processes that people are going through at the moment. So, that's where that gratitude is so big. Rick is is to is to really. It's very easy to. Um, to look outside and things are rosy, but, but to look internally. And, and because you're, you are alone by your thoughts a lot of the time and you're in your home and you are literally around your family, you know, 24-7, it's, um, it's, for some it's been confronting, for some it's been just so heartwarming. But everyone's in a different boat and everyone's mm. got a different story. But, um, but ultimately, it's understanding that the playbook's changed. Um, it's time to get on purpose if you want to you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. I was reading something the other day um, um, that, that basically said, before you ask your readers, you know, write an article on what you'd want to read um, before you ask for the sale, create the product you wish you had. Um, and before you need support, be the supportive friend and and before you need um, love, be that loving partner. And I think, um, those things are all aimed at, you know, providing value before you ask for value and being, you know, and it really is that Mahatma Gandhi being that change that you, that you want to see. And that's, that's been a real eye opener for me and for the conversations I've had. It's really, um, as I said, it's been quite confronting, um, but I think it's been, it's really taught us a lot in terms of resilience and, uh, and that ability to, to really gain control back of what we do. You know, Simon Sinek said, optimism is not the denial of the current state. Um, it's a belief that the future is bright. So in the news that's coming out and, and, and things and the, and, and, and the alleviation of, um, of certain um, um, lockdown sort of protocol, it does give you that optimism. And, uh, and I do truly hope that we do look back and think, you know, how, how do we get through that? But the other thing yeah. I'll say there is it's the same thing that we sort of talk about and I, and I think about often is how did they do that in World War II? How did they do that in the Great Depression? How did they do that um, during these times of, of massive uncertainty in years gone by? And I almost feel like at times we've gone into a time machine and gone back and gone, well, this is how you did it. Um, mm. You know, this, and this I think
1: there's, list, there's lessons learned from that those challenges, isn't there? Not that either of us are old enough, and uh, you know, clearly we're not going to compare what we're doing to war, but it feels like we've had our rights, our freedoms taken away from us, which is yep. really that's the ultimate of war, isn't it? In some respects, and I, I love your your concept around just that uh, belief about. You know, there is a gulf between those that are just in love with things and those that are just you know, struggling with things. And in between that is, you know, a, a gap that we want to fill with what we're doing on this particular podcast. And And some of those quotes that you gave, there were really, really great. That's my kind of belief about all leadership across the globe, let alone in our country of Australia and our state of Victoria, whether you're in, you know, any part of Australia, capital territory doesn't really worry me. I just, what I don't hear from leaders enough is the hope of what, what 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 it looks like on the other side of this thing. We just seemingly get updated each day about, you know, numbers and things of that nature and, you know, um, we get sort of state premiers banging their own chest saying, saying that their lockdown or their border controls or their, their plan's working. Well, okay, on a very narrow uh, measuring field, yeah, it probably is working, but even a broken bloody Clock is right twice a day, isn't it? <laughs> it's almost like, you know, it, you you could have the right result from the wrong plan. I, I just I just want to see a bit of hope. Like we're yeah. doing this so that we can now have that, and so that's really where I want to take the conversation in the balance of the time today, mate. As a leader. Because that's really what I find is it's very much a case of when we're going to lead other people, we've got to be able to lead ourselves first. But, you know, what are you doing, do you think, that allows you to be not just a reporter of numbers and news that isn't great, mm. but as, as Simon Sinek says, we're not, we're not denying the current state of play, but we are saying, okay, this is where we are. We won't stay here here's the expectation, here's the hope, here's the promise of tomorrow. I mean, you know, you've got a virtual screen behind you, I've got a virtual screen behind me. In my mind, I'm already there at Times Square. It's like, how have I projected myself forward? What are we doing there as leaders, Pete, for you, your team, the people you lead, you know, your family, your friends, you know, the people that you're in contact with? What are some things that you're doing that are actually having real currency, real traction, and more importantly, not only making the person you're connecting with feel good, but making you feel good about having that sort of interaction with them?
2: Yeah, look, it's a great, that's a great sort of topic to go into now. And that is, um, you can't help others before you help yourself. That's the first thing that you need to sort of assess and what, what you're actually doing in terms of your personal action plan is so vitally important. So, you know, your exercise <clears throat> is really, really critical that you're keeping that up. You're not, you're eating well, you're, you're keeping your fluids up. Um, you're not listening to the news all the time you're journaling um, you're meditating um, you're working on a hobby. These are all things that I I know I sort of recall talking about a lot of these things during COVID one, our conversation then, but they're the same sort of things. And my philosophy from COVID one to COVID COVID two um, and and the lockdown is, is about, is about my mantra if you like, is about bringing light into the darkness. And the way we do that, as I said, no magic to us. It's about making sure that we're all there for each other all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're having uh, regular conversations. We check in often. And times go, hey, I just had five minutes before I jump on another Zoom call. Just wanted to quickly check in. You know, it's, it's just really setting the framework of, so, because uh, a lot of times we don't make the call because we think we're going to be on a call for too long, but it might be just a case of, look, I just had a, 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 um, five minutes thought of you just want to quickly check in to see how you're doing. And I know you and I do that really often um, because we're <laughs> yeah. in the middle of zooms and things like that. And it's just like, Hey, what's going on, mate. Just want to, just want to check in to say hi, you know, cause you've had some amazing things go on in this time as well from a positive sense and an, and an uplifting, um, you know, family sense as well, which we'll um, love you to share with us in just a moment. But um, you know, my, I've got to, I've got to say that, you know, looking at um, what's helped me through this and I've got to, I've got to think of a, a, a group called Les Mills because um, Les Mills on demand, my body pump and body attack and, and I'm doing that daily and um, jumping around like an absolute <laughs> maniac out the back and uh, the kids and wife look at me, you know, in the gym out the back and think, what the hell's he doing now? But I'm getting the moves going on and, and all that. So that's, that's been amazing. And, and just to get out and walk and do that, daily and get some sunshine on you. It's amazing how the little things at the moment are making the biggest difference. Yeah. You know, because it really is about mindset mastery and switching off the news. We know what the news is going to say, right? We, yeah. we absolutely know what it's going to say. And yeah. let me give you the tip. It's not going to say anything positive. So we know that misery loves company. So let's not hang around with the news and let's hang around with the, the positive people that are looking at the positive change that they're looking to make. And that's ultimately what we're enjoying doing as a team is finding out a lot more about the personal and human side of us and the family and the kids and where they've come from. And I was sharing a story the other day of where my, my ancestors came from and where they, you know, and um, my, my um, grandparents trip out to Australia from Greece and then my wife's father. And when he came to Greece and on a boat, they came out jumped off the boat and never been to Australia before. Didn't know when Australia was and okay, what do we do now? You know, it's so it's, there's been, you know, as tough as this is, there's been, there's been tougher times for many who have come before us. And as we've always said, is we, we will get through this. But, you know, that, that bringing the light into darkness is a really critical part. And that comes from sharing a lot of stories, sharing some successes, sharing what's working. And, and what's typically working to the people I'm speaking to is, i is, tell you what's not working is digging yourself a hole and not speaking to anyone and and, and just watching the news and and watching Netflix and playing games and stuff like that. That's the stuff that's not working. Um, I know that because I've spoken to people who have found themselves in that or drinking too much or whatever it may be.
1: Mm. so we don't want to be killing time we just want to be making use of the time and connecting with others i love it and i i love your thought there i don't know who coined this phrase you might know mate but uh, someone said you got to take your meds daily which is meditate exercise and diet and if yep. you get those three things right if anything happens you get that sort of you know you know the, the, the real surge of energy that you're talking about to a degree. One of the things I found work, has worked really well for me, I play phone lotto a little bit. I grab my phone and I go to my contacts and I just flick my thumb. And then wherever it stops, I look at it and go, have I spoken to that? Do I even know who that person is? If I don't know who that person is, I just delete them out of my contacts and I flick mm-hmm. again. And then I'm looking at people going, wow. Anyway, yesterday I spoke to a friend I hadn't spoken to for at least a year. She lives in Perth. I said, I, was, I told her I'm just playing thumb lotto. I'm trying to check in with two or three people a day, just for in between Zooms. I've got five minutes. So I pre-frame it like you, you were saying before. You pre-frame it, I'm in between Zooms. So it's going to be brief. I'm just checking in with you. One thing she said with the thumb she goes, I've got to try this. She goes, what I'm doing at the moment to connect with people, Facebook every day tells me whose birthday it is if I look at the eight, nine, 10 people that's telling me today's their birthday and I only know two or three out of them, I do, I do friend or unfollow the other seven because it's just crazy. It tells me that they're not really yeah. someone who's either checked in with me or I've been checking in with them. So I think that's a really cool strategy. So yeah. I was giving her my thumb lotto with my contact list. She was giving me her Facebook strategy to you know, really trim down and have a fit not fat sort of friendship group on on facebook because as she said she was just accepting people if they had a similar interest to her or you know from a similar industry but now she's realizing if they're not checking in with her or if she's not checking in with them not they shouldn't really be in her contact list is the way she looks at that so yeah. i'm interested with that one the other one that i think is really good is the leadership stuff i'm hearing made about leaders i think yeah, you and i've really benefited from you know being around some really great leaders one of the things that we had the great fortune to do was to interview Belinda Clark in Series 2 uh, of Voices of Value for those who don't follow female cricket. Belinda Clark is like the female Don Bradman if you follow cricket at all. And, you know, to see her sort of representing uh, Cricket Australia as the Australian women won the T20 World Cup at the MCG back mm-hmm. earlier this year and know that we'd interviewed her just a few short weeks before that. I think we preempted really...
2: that result too, didn't we?
1: I think we, I think we, I don't think we we're given enough credit for it. Uh, but we, you know, she was voices of A's very own Belinda Clark presenting it. But one of the things that BC has done really well with her team is she sent them all handwritten notes, Pete, during this time, saying, "Listen, we've gone through a massive challenge. The world's gone through a massive challenge, and your world's been turned upside down. And you're part of the people who've been left after the shakeup. I mean, Cricket Australia." Uh, relinquished 140 places and positions in their their head office in Jollymont in Melbourne. And so uh, that, just think about that for a minute. So, you know, everybody remaining there has had a close friend, colleague or professional association just removed from them. So she's taken the time in her division to write a handwritten note to all of her team saying, these are challenging times, not just for us, but around the world. And your world's been turned upside down as well. And I want to thank you for sticking with us, staying true, working harder than you've probably ever worked before on JobKeeper. So, yeah, your income has been reduced. Um, but, you know, I don't take it lightly or for granted and to, to sort of show my appreciation, she's popped in like a $50 Amazon gift voucher that uh, she's strongly recommending each of her team members goes online, downloads a really good quality personal development book or something of those nature. And um, yeah, and she wasn't the only leader who did that cricket Australia, but our son uh, who works underneath Belinda at cricket Australia was just telling me about, how much he, he said, that I, I would have been really happy just with the car, but with that extra voucher. And she he goes, I downloaded really two great books from it. And I've actually listened to one all the way through. And I keep on now as I'm learning those lessons, think of her and I thank her for that. And so mm-hmm. that's just a little thing that a letter can do, as you're saying earlier. But what are the little things we can do? To make the biggest difference moving forward and it's just you know, a handwritten note doesn't take that much a handwritten note with a gift voucher chucked inside it's probably not a bad thing as well mm. and if it's something that they can use right now because as you say it's not like you can go into a, a retail outlet at the moment and take take advantage of a gift voucher so you got to have to make sure that you can yeah. actually give people something that they can use but an amazon gift card is a great one i would have thought and um, it just seems to yeah
2: I was just say businesses have, have have really just adapted quite well to this and they've had to keep Thinking about different things, there's been, you know, during during the lockdowns, there's been pizza nights um, that I know teams have put on, um, trivia nights, pictionary, that sort of stuff, um, drinks, you know, martini, you know, uh, Thursdays, Fridays, whatever it may be. So there's been all that sort of stuff as well. Something very recently I saw as well is a team that gave um, gave out Kindles um, as well. So and then created a book club. Wow. So. Um, because I think as I said before about sharing stories um, what a great time to to read a personal development book read and we I remember doing this you know a few years ago is is you know, read a chapter let's go okay let's commit to say you know in two days we get back and we discuss a chapter that's that's how you, it really sinks in are there any action points we can take out of that or what what can we do so rather than just say okay let's start a book club all well, you know let let's all get a Kindle or you might gift a Kindle or whatever it may be. And then um, then to get onto it from there. So I know some other people have have sent a bottle of wine and some ingredients and had a cooking class um, with um, with the whole team as well. So there's some pretty amazing things going on, but there's not only that the gift side of things as well. There's also the adaptability of businesses as well. And, and those that are now the new norm is, you know, are we going to need to work in an office? You know, as much as what we did, Well the short answer to that is no. And you think of all the time that's going to be saved with commuting, and uh, and that's why, hence the reason why so many people are going more to lifestyle properties uh, as well. Now, you've always been in a lifestyle lifestyley, lifestyle-y yeah. type area, but um, but Rick, you've you've had a significant move um, during these lockdown times as well. So you're. You you were one of the ones in that caught in that in that between and and, and were managed to just be able to uh, get out of it quickly by selling and uh, in that little gap selling and, and buying. How's that experience been for you? And and um and yeah, tell the listeners about what you you know what how you view the world right now in your new abode.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it is really about, you know, we're looking for a, a focus that sort of serves us, not a focus that um, sort of deters us in many respects. And so, you yeah, know, what fills me up and has always filled me up as an individual is seeing our kids do what they love to do, whether that be, you know, passion through sports and whatever. And our our focus uh, that our daughter has is uh, dressage horses, and she's ridden at the Royal Melbourne Show, which she would have been going back to do uh, in this week coming forward. But unfortunately, she can't because it's uh, you know, a virtual Royal Melbourne Show this year, and. My wife has always loved horses and we've uh, had a horse connection most of uh, our married life to a degree, but so we've now bought <clears throat> 10 acres. It's a sort of a, 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 with an arena and stables and, you know, a house that really will serve us well until our daughter's finished school potentially, but uh, it just means that our commute to a horse is a matter of counting steps now, not in minutes or <laughs> kilometres in a car and Uh, But it's been a really interesting focus for us too because it's given us a project to be able to go to do. One of the great things about having, uh, you know, an equine sort of commitment is they are part of the essential services. They need to be fed, they need to be rugged, they need to be exercised. So for Amelia, it's been a great sort of distraction for her too, Pete, because, you know, she's finishing her schooling on Zoom Normally early afternoon, one thirty-two at the very latest. Um, and so she's riding sometimes by three. And so, you know, now what's going to happen is obviously uh, she can hopefully make the whole thing happen just from a few short steps from her bedroom moving forward but we, we haven't moved in quite yet because we've been doing some things to the house getting it ready but we go up there every day and that's sort of exciting but what I did do mate um, to sort of create a good experience our wife's um, brood my wife's broodmare um, has been in Tasmania and I organized for her to come back at the same time as our daughter was taking delivery of a new horse from Adelaide on the same truck, which took a lot of arranging. My wife didn't know it was a bit of a a surprise for her. So she knew that our daughter's new horse was coming. And as she's seeing that come up the driveway, she's looking into the, because these uh, truck transports have sort of an open vented area at the top where you can see the head and she can see the head of this little gray pony that our daughter's new horse that's coming from Adelaide next to it is a thoroughbred. And she goes, gee, that thoroughbred looks like uh, refi, which is referendum, her horse. And I said, yeah, gee, she looks like she's got a twin. She goes, but of course, that's not the case. She, she hasn't, she's, she's in Tasmania. So the driver was in on it. So he got the, the little grey mare off the, the truck for us. And I went to grab it. And, and Gage grabs her and takes her into the sale. I said, oh, I'll take her. She goes, no, no, I'll take her. And I'm going, no, no, because I, I needed her to get back to the truck so, yeah, so yeah. that we could surprise her with the other one. Of course, she's very persistent, my wife, as you well know, <laughs> mate. Um, there's two ways to do things. There's her way and then there's no other way. So she <laughs> takes this sort of uh, new horse here, and I'm saying, honey, I, um, that halter is actually the transport company's. you know, we need to get another. She goes, yeah, there's a halter for her in the float. Just go get it. I said, well, why don't you go get it? I'll halt No, you go get Why don't you get it? We end up having almost a domestic argument saying, she, I have to do everything around here. I go, okay, well, maybe you should just go do it anyway. So she goes, yeah, well, I'll go do it then. So she walks out in a bit of a half. As she goes past the truck to go towards where the float is under our carport. And the driver brings off her horse and says, hey, Gabe, do you want this one? I don't want it. And she looks at it and she goes, oh my god burst into tears it was really uh, one of those magical moments, moments and special moments and then i was thinking hopefully she feels guilty now about talking about the fact that you know i was going for husband of the year hopefully i'm now husband of the decade and um so that whole focus but the the key message there mate, is we signed that up on good friday where which was a lot of the unknown then you know we just go i don't know if you remember that thursday before good friday uh, we've been told in victoria that all inspections were off at that stage. Yeah. Let alone then we found out within a day or two that we could do one-on-one inspections, which, yeah, we, we would kill for that now, wouldn't we? But um, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we took a bit of a punt, but again, we weren't going to let the current conditions of COVID-19 at the time make our decision. And so we settled on that in July and, you know, here we are, sort of, you know, middle of uh, September back end of September, and we're still yet to physically move in, but we've had access to the property. We've started to make improvements and and we can see what our lifestyle looking forward is going to be. But we take a lot of comfort and joy out of the fact that one of the things that's come out of this is that people love a bit of space. This is 10 acres. People love a bit of being in touch, but out of reach it ticks this box from this postcode so I can still get back to the airport in just over an hour and I can still, you know, when my life goes back to normal, but we'll have, instead of having horses scattered across different properties in different states, they're all sort of on our property, which is a, a pretty cool thing. So well, it's, it's a, a lifestyle. It's a you've
2: always, uh, always had, haven't you? And it's, uh, it's getting the family back together and, um, and creating that, you know, that, that life you've always wanted. So that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful story and that's getting back to what's important. It's interesting. A lot of people have put the whole business side. I know your business and um, jeepers. I don't think anyone's done more zoom calls than you. Um, <laughs> they call you Ricky zoom rushed now. But but, um, but yes, I don't think anyone's done as many zooms as you, but it's, uh, it's interesting. One thing always remains clear with you, Rick, and that's, um, that's the, the, the value of family and, uh, and the emphasis on that. So yeah, um, yeah, well done to you. And it's um, during uh, such trying times as that there's been a beautiful, uh, beautiful story come out of that. That's terrific.
1: Thank you, mate. Well, in wrapping up, I think it's important that we make sure that all of our listeners understand what our goal is in season three. Yep. And it's less about preaching too, and it's more about providing for. And we're really keen to sort of give some great strategies that people can use. And we want to have a bit of fun um, because yeah. you and I both are energized by uh, that sort of exchange. And, you know, we've had so many people saying, when are you guys like, what are you, is that it now? You're not doing any more. It's like, no, no, we're just waiting. We're warming up. We're just warming up. But uh, we've got some really cool yeah. people lined up and we're really excited by that. And again, what we're going to hope for this season is that our audience continues to grow. Our last interview, Pete, with the Highley Street Country Club founders Condello and i obviously Darren Mullen uh, has had now more than 33,000 sort of uh, downloads, uh, views on YouTube and things of that nature. So um, we want to continue to widen our audience. So we're going to ask our listeners for your help again. If you've liking the content you're hearing here, if you like the guests that we bring to you, you know, we don't do it for the money and we don't have the money to throw at them. They're they're doing it because they want to share their, their knowledge and they want to sort of hopefully make a positive impact on a wide audience. So we're going to ask each and everybody to, you know, effectively help get the message out there by you know, sharing this content with your immediate networks and friends and, and family. You can subscribe on, you know, all the usual platforms where you get a good podcast from and probably crap ones as well. I don't know, but uh, we're very keen to make sure that you're doing that. And, but I'm really excited by what this uh, promise of season three has to offer everybody. Do you want to wrap up?
2: Yeah, look, absolutely. A couple of little things to to wrap up with. And we've got to think about um, the shift now, and you know, for, certainly for Melbournians and Victorians that are, that are coming out of this, the rest of the um, the country are doing uh, are doing relatively well. But it's interesting yeah. for those people in Victoria. And I, I love the, um, the thing I heard the other day about when the tide goes out, um, you start to see who's been swimming naked. So um, you really get found out right now. And there's still time to actually do those necessary things that to... So, what does is, what is that exit plan sort of look like um, out of lockdown? And if if lockdown was to lift tomorrow, what would it actually look like? And the, con- the conversations I've had with those um, outside of Victoria is like, well, is what would you do if if you guys got locked down tomorrow? You know, what would it look like? You know, so you start to think of all this sort of stuff. And and one thing, and as I said from from the outset of today's session, is conversation is um is around we spend a lot a lot of time in our heads um but ultimately we spend so much time wanting to be somewhere else so go to the Eckhart Tolle power of now and come back to now and say what can I control today what can I do today that's going to move me lead me further and closer to um to where I absolutely want to be and I'll finish with this one Rick for um for voices of value the opening of um of uh, season three, and that's from um, the wonderful James Clear who wrote Atomic Habits. He said, your actions are a consequence of your thoughts. Your thoughts are a consequence of what you consume. And in the modern age, what you consume is largely a consequence of how you select and refine your social media feed. Choose better inputs to get better outputs. And I think that's the key message is make sure that you're looking very closely at what you consume. That's why we love Audible so much. Um, uh, thanks to our sponsors, Audible, no, we wish.
1: Um, <laughs> Audible,
2: um, Blinkist, um, Masterclass is something that you and I subscribe to as well. You know, there um, uh, we always talk about TED. There's some great stuff on YouTube. There is so much good stuff around There's So, so much great input that we can get in our lives. And if we wanna change our view um, for the better, and look at things in a more positive way, in an optimistic way, then we've got to choose better inputs. One thing that social media is not doing so much now of, of, of people in their circles in, in, in Melbourne is you're not having FOMO because you're not missing out on anything. Because no one else is doing anything else. You're at home. You're, uh, that's, yep. uh, that's what you're doing. Let me guess, you're, you're cooking something, you're eating something, you're reading something, you're watching something, that's it. You're not anywhere really fancy. That's what you're doing. So FOMO um, doesn't really exist. For many in Melbourne um, at the moment as we sit here today and uh, and talk about this. But um, but Rick, uh, there's there's the first episode of season three, and um, let's uh, let's continue bringing some great voices of value to our listeners. Uh, so just remember, as Rick said, to please make sure you you like, subscribe, share, let everyone know about it because we've got such um, such cool content and great people to bring to you um, through this, throughout this season.
1: See you on the next episode, mate. Whatever fills up your cup, go pies. Thank
2: you very much.
0: We trust you enjoyed this episode of Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos and their valued guests. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. You can subscribe through your favorite podcast provider to ensure you never miss an episode. And as always, we welcome your feedback, ratings and reviews of the content we provide. Additional information can be sourced from our website, voicesofvaluepodcast.com. We look forward to you joining the conversation again next week when Rick and Peter continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way.